Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Red Men Radio, number 41, entitled, very loosely, Things Are Looking Up. We've got a kick-off question in a moment. Um, topics this week will include Manchester City. Of course! Them. Yeah. I haven't spoken enough about this game. I, and I genuinely haven't spoken enough about this game, Paul. Absolutely. I've spoken loads about it, but I could happily speak more, and so I shall. Uh, we're going to be covering news in brief, and co- uh, mainly centred around transfers, ins and outs, predominantly outs. Uh, and an interesting rumour that cropped up uh, since we recorded the Reds transfer roundup as well. Then we're going to be talking about whether Liverpool need to be looking up the table rather than looking over our shoulders and taking some of your questions as well from the Facebook and the Twitter pages. But we kick off, Chris. Christopher Burns. If Klopp was Zordon, who would make up his Power Rangers? This is a really hard question. It's because two of the Power Rangers are girls. No, I've got no problem with that. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't see, see them as girls. I don't see gender. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. Um, Interesting. <laughs> I've a few of your sexual choices down the years. <laughs> I've just bowled that one under now, haven't I? Um, no, there's, I can't really remember what they were all good at. Do you know what I mean? What was the blue Power Ranger? Was he like a science guy? I mean, so. So let's 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 go through. We'll start with the Red Ranger, who was, was the, leader. the leader. We'll go. We're going. By the way, we're going Mighty Morphin Power Rangers here. I suppose none of this. There's been seventy Power Rangers. Dinosaur Power since. Rangers. Yeah, Dino Thunder was one of them. I think I remember seeing <clears> something <throat> about that. Yeah, uh, Turbo Space. I think Space Power Rangers Space. I don't. I don't think that's what it's called. <laughs> but there you go. <clears throat> so the Red Ranger. The leader, the leader of of the Rangers. Now, there's an obvious thing to go. Jordan Henderson well, here, because yeah, we knew he's Liverpool captain, really. Though, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Red Ranger had had the Tyrannosaurus Rex as his uh, Zord. Okay, um, I picked Adam Lallana. Forgot that they had the Zords. Mm. To be honest with you, I just I I see the Red Ranger as the 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 shining light of of his power rangers and as Jürgen Klopp is Zordon in this case Adam Lallana is his best mate he's his neighbour and he's the one that sort of embodies everything the Klopp wants from a football team yeah. so I kind of went with Adam Lallana the dinosaur's got nothing to do with this if I was to pick the dinosaur um, who would probably be I'd like Clavin to be working with the dinosaur closely um, 
<laughs> I don't I just feel I just I don't have reasons for these things, no, Paul. No, no. I just it's a feeling and right, I know yeah. that I'm right. I went with Virgil van Dijk for this. Yeah, the, the future captain of Liverpool <laughs> football club. I see where you've gone there. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. And the, the, the Tyrannosaurus Rex fit, fit in with him. I, could, I, I don't think he would need Who's a sword. Who's bigger? I exactly. I don't think he would need a sword. I think he would just be Virgil and just send him out. Yeah, yeah. Um, Everyone else is morphing and all that, and he's just there. He just stands there. In his footy kit. In his bills. <laughs> um, so, Blue Ranger, right? Here's my thinking on this because the Blue Ranger is, whilst, yes, the science one and the, and, and the clever one, he's also rubbish at fighting. And he's a bit of like he's a bit of comedic relief. Ignore this scribbling. <laughs> I've gone for Simon. I've gone for Simon Mignolet yeah, okay, in this regard. Yeah, I mean, um, Who was he pre-scribble? It was Emre. Just I thought he'd look good in that suit. <laughs> do you know what I mean? But pre-scribble. If he's the one who's providing a little bit of entertainment yeah, in the group, it's, not, it's, it's, not it's an Alberto Moreno, maybe role. Yeah, maybe the, the the sort of gesture of the group. Um, I could see it being that. Or you know what? You know what? I'm going to give it Daniel Sturridge because I do think that he does provide the squad with a little bit of that. You know what I mean? Okay. I think you've seen that in the videos that they've pulled up, put out so far this season. That and he likes not, to have a he, laugh and a joke, and, and he's, he's not just, getting in anywhere else. Is he? Let's just, be perfectly honest. No, he's just not up for the fight as well. <laughs> like, um, sorry, Daniel. Um, the Yellow Ranger. I'm going to. I'm going to. I will see gender for a moment. I'll group the yellow and the pink rangers together, and I have done this because I've gone for the two people who won't be asked that they a for a start they've been given the the girl rangers roles, but also nimble, agile. I've gone for the two the two I've fine wingers yours. in Salah and Mane. I've flip reversed them. I've gone yellow ranger Sadio Mane and pink ranger Mo Salah. I've just glimpsed yours there. Now the reason I've gone pink ranger for Salah. It is, it is a little bit to do with the agility. I think you're right to call it on that. I mean, am I right in saying whatever her name was, the little fit pink ranger back in Kimberly. the day? Kimberly. Yeah. She was good at the old jiu-jitsu she, and she karate was, was, was it or gym, something like that. Gymnast, and she was a gymnast, yeah, basically, for the Power Rangers, if you're going back to Gladiators. Um, Jets, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. yeah tidy, lightning as well. Um, so... My reason is sorry. Anyone stop? We got side. Do you know? Do you know? Who Jet is. Do, yeah. Okay, cool. That's fine. Good. Still good now. Um, so, the reason that I went for Mo Salah as the Pink Ranger is kind of a little. You'll know this, but people out there might not know. Basically, I'm one of the world's greatest Mario Kart 64 players in my bubble of friends. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. It's just true. You're the one who's played Mario Kart 64 the most out of out of everybody friends, that's in England, yeah. right? Um. And I always went peachy, mm-hmm. you know, the princess. Peach. Peach. Princess Peach. Yeah, it's fine, it's fine. We got close friends. We're on a level where we can call each other by a, by what we want to call each okay. other. I, she calls me daddy and I call her peachy and it's all good in the hood. Okay, so... I'm only kidding, by the way. <laughs> Mo Salah. The reason that I always used to go peach is because no one was expecting it. You know, no one's expecting to see this lightning fast peach flying round corners and okay. turbo starting and all that type of stuff. And I don't think when you go up in a fight against the Pink Ranger, you're expecting someone with the speed and agility of Mo Salah and the skills and the, mm-hmm. just the deadliness on the football field. Yeah. So there's why I've gone for him. Okay, so that's a man of yellow for similar reasons. Yeah, I just, I just, I just, yeah. Don't know why I, I don't know why I put them the other idea. I just did. Um, Black Ranger, I've got Emre Chan. Andy Robertson. Go at. Why? 
just cause. Just wanted to get him in there. I just wanted to so get him in there. Week. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think he deserves to be one of my Power Rangers now, doesn't he? Yeah. And and to be fair, I'd forgotten there was a Black Power Ranger altogether. Like, um, so I have no, I have no idea who that was, what they were good at. So I just picked a name that was fresh off the top of my mind, uh, and it was Andrew Robertson. And inevitably, you know, people will know the Green Ranger, the best of the Rangers. Yeah. Who have you gone for? Bobby Firmino. Bobby Firmino, all day long. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's and not only that. This is a this is a, a Power Ranger that flitted between. You know, was he part of the team? He was a little bit of an outsider, wasn't he, mm. Tommy? Back in the day, like, and then he he basically became the team leader himself. But uh, he's had to work hard for it. He's shown his versatility, the Green Ranger, by then going on and being a White Ranger absolutely, as well. Yeah. Bobby Firmino, former attacker midfielder, now playing as a false nine. Just fits. It's just. It's just perfect. It's a perfect fit. Yeah, I, I like that. Although, in hindsight, if you had to pick someone to be most comfortable as the Pink Ranger, it's also Bobby Firmino. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think he'd rock that. I think if you, you know, if you if you gave him a choice of which to go as, I think he would probably go in some sort of mad cosplay where it's like a Pink Ranger, but it's also like mashed up with Spider-Man or something. You know what I mean? Because he's just mad, isn't he? He's crazy. He's a crazy guy. It. So there you go. Thanks very much, Christopher Burns, for that wonderful question. Um, so, Chris, before we get into the news in brief, let's let's let's, let's talk Liverpool Man City. Um, we have, of course, done the final word, so you can go listen to that if you want a real in-depth analysis of this game. We've done the Man of the Match podcast as well for the very first time. The panel picked uh, four suggestions and we had to make our cases for who we thought was the best player on the park in that game. Nice of you to... Uh... You know, shout out the two shows that you were on about the Manchester Manchester City game, Paul. We'll get into. Oh, don't worry, I've got yours in here. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. I've literally got. It's literally printed in the agenda. Plug the stat show. Yeah, don't worry about it. Um, but yeah, the, those are, those are there now. You can go. You can go and watch and listen to them. The stat show is coming up. Uh, coming up later on. Um, yeah, Chris. Look, it shouldn't be understated. Once again, Liverpool beating Man City was an amazing performance and one that I think sends a message to, I think it sends a message to the, to our own players. I think it sends a message to us as fans and it probably sends a message to the rest of the league as well. Liverpool mean business. They absolutely do. And, and that you're exactly right, Paul. That is, it means all of those things and it's not done in a, in a way where you can say we were lucky in that game in any way, shape or form. You know, we've not gone out there and hit them on a counter attack and beaten them one nil by defending. Yeah. You know, we've gone out there toe to toe, man versus man and beat them at their own game. Yeah. You know, we played, attacking football when we needed to we defended and pressed like Klopp's way has been since he was at Dortmund since he was at Mainz you know we we, we utilised everything that Jürgen Klopp has been training this team for for the last 18, 20 months two years whatever it is now and you can see I think the over the last three results previous to this, those two ones, I thought we learned a lot about this Liverpool mm-hmm. side and we learned even more in this Manchester City game and the reason that I think we, we, we learned more in that game than the previous three it's because we've seen the gag impression for the very first time almost this season. Mm-hmm. And it, it fills me with massive amounts of confidence going into the last 16 of the Champions League. Because yeah. this is a Liverpool side who can't defend when they've got the ball. Yeah. Is the general feeling around football fans, not just Liverpool fans and stuff. But what you've seen is a team that can 
execute Klopp's game plan yeah. when they're playing better players and that's what always Gegenpressen was used for yeah. it was to bring you down you know if players were more talented than you and better footballers than you it was to it was to get that one-upmanship over them it was to bring you down and say well, we can work you might have the talent individually but we can work hard as a team to beat you and not only that we've got the fucking talent to go toe-to-toe with them anyway yeah. and we've got the application to yeah. do this Gegenpressen that Liverpool side and you, I haven't seen a performance like that from this Liverpool side mm-hmm. under Jürgen Klopp because generally speaking, we're the best side on the pitch, yeah. and I don't think in this case that we were. And there was a, there was a little a, a little doubt this season that we've kind of learned how to handle the teams you're supposed to be able to handle, which you get you never get any credit for. Yeah. Because when do people go flat track bully as if it's a bad thing? Um, and we've not been great against the, the top sides, you know. Uh, which I mean, I'm not counting Arsenal in that because at the minute, the, the you know they're just not. We absolutely spanked them at Anfield, and you know we kind of capitulated a bit at the, at the Emirates. Um, but you know that that it's still too many draws and too many defeats in the in, in those games to be able to come up against this this team, this this in, pseudo invincible team. And as you say, it wasn't like uh, we didn't shit out it. Because we shit ours it a bit last year, you know, we got a goal yeah, up and then we and then we and we parked the bus big time, um, and we kind of got we got a bit lucky with a few, you know, uh, they had a few chances to 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 get points out of that game. We, you know, he said, we we stood there. We didn't just stand there stupidly and start slugging the it box out. Box clever, exactly. You know, it, it wasn't. A, we didn't have a defensive. Before, it wasn't a defensive game plan. We didn't play robot. We did, it, but it was. You're right. It was. It was calculated. Uh, it was calculated attacking. It was ca- it was a calculated move, and um, I said the intelligence of how we went about beating them was great. And the only thing that uh, maybe it w- may, I'm hoping it'll work in both ways. We're going to come on later on in the show to discuss the the, the future moving on from this. Um, but in some ways, I, I can convince myself that I maybe kind of like the fact that it ended up four three because it it almost hides how good we are. To some extent, okay, yeah. like no one in, in footy will. Everyone, will, you know, the, the top people are going to come against will watch that match and they'll be able to analyse it. But it just in terms of the hype around Liverpool, it will it will serve to not let it get out of control. It allows us to uh, to effectively operate because if we if we not just ended City's record, but we'd ended it by beating them five one or six one, then four one, which it was, you know, there's just no. There's no getting away from you got pressure. Away from that. You've got massive amounts of pressure yeah. co- coming up, and not not only for the Premier League games, for the Champions League games, for the FA Cup fourth round game against West Bromwich Albion. It's a really great point, actually. I'd not considered it at all until you mentioned it then. But everybody would be, would be looking at Liverpool, going, "They should do better. They should have beaten them. Have they drawn against them? This is the side that absolutely smashed Manchester City." So actually, yeah, I think you're probably right. It keeps us a little bit more of the underdog, yeah. and we just quietly go about about our business, beating teams for fun, yeah. um, and and get this second place in the and, Premier League. And, and hopefully this will be the last week where we have to talk about Phil Coutinho because we're still we're still out very much in the afterglow of it all. Um it, it was it was vital that we performed like that and we got that performance in, in his absence as well because of all all you know extending from all the reasons we've discussed already really but it was a very easy narrative strand there. To if Liverpool don't get across line it was would have been completely irrelevant that we were playing a great side in Manchester City if we'd not had the firepower to get us over the line then inevitably all the questions will have turned back to it and look 
there's, there's, there will I, there will come a point this season. I still think where we'll, we will we'll go. You know, it'll be a little pull on the collar moment when we either scrape through something and we think, God, it wouldn't have been nice if we'd had Phil Coutinho available to us in this. But <coughs> right here, right now, that's the best possible way to react to uh, what could have been a really damaging piece of news. It, it really is, mate. And listen, I think it was it was probably utilised by Klopp and the and the coaching staff in the build up to the game to go out there and show people that you don't need him. You know, we've put a lot of trust in you. We let Phil. Coutinho go because we believe in you guys and that's probably the narrative that played out uh, behind the scenes before the Manchester City game and going out there and executing a game plan whereby I think the team performed above and beyond any any other performance this season with Phil Coutinho in the side or without Phil Coutinho in the side, that's what we've done there mm-hmm. um, and you know I, I've mentioned it a couple of times over the last week or so I truly believe that Liverpool can become a better side without Phil Coutinho because We've seen one game, one game, small sample size, mm-hmm. but that's the best team performance I've seen. Yeah. And we'll miss Phil Coutinho, of course, who is a world-class footballer, who's brilliant, who can change a game. But as far as the team performance goes, I'm not sure we have that performance with Phil Coutinho in the side. Absolutely agree with that. So, yeah, fantastic stuff. And I say loads and loads of coverage uh, on the YouTube channel for free. We've got podcasts covering it. We've got video content. Uh, if you want to go to the hub of all that, go to theredmentv.com and sign up. Get a free month. Try that out. The final word show was a belt. As I say, the subscriber-exclusive Man of the Match podcast. So I knew that we're trialling. I'm, I'm really, really pleased though that's gone so feedback on Tom that. said to me on the way home last night, he really enjoyed it. He said it was a great show and stuff. So Yeah, well, Tom, Tom, and listen, Tom knows. And anyone who knows, knows that if Tom knows, you should know too. Absolutely. Um, news in brief then. Uh, a lot of transfer stuff. Again, if you want really in-depth transfer analysis, you can go and watch Red's Transfer Round <laughs> show every single week on the website. But uh, for now, Chris, Leipzig saying no deal on Cater. Um, we speculated a little bit about that on that show. But, you know... You believe that this might just be an, a, one final bargaining position from Leipzig um, until the window shuts. I guess there's no sense in getting stressed about it one way. Yeah, I think I think for me, um, I do. I think it's it's Leipzig going. You pay what we want. Clearly, there have been negotiations about him coming back in in uh, coming to Liverpool in January and stuff. Um, so I I genuinely believe that that's Leipzig turning around to Jurgen Klopp and Liverpool Football Club and going. There's no negotiation on this. We've given you the figure. Mm-hmm. You're not trying to get us down. We're not accepting anything less. We're going to put out a statement that he's not moving, and that's absolutely fine. Now, I think it was one last roll of the dice from Leipzig to get some more money, mm-hmm. but equally, I don't think that Liverpool will be going in with a higher bid. Yeah, it's interesting stuff. Just just for those of you who haven't seen, obviously, RB Leipzig's English account is RB Leipzig underscore N. Um, said Nabby, hashtag Cater. Brilliant, brilliant. They've nailed the social on this. Will remain an hashtag RB Leipzig player until 30th June 2018. We wish to put the speculation about January move to at LFC, get in to bed. And Ralph Randnick was quoted as saying, we won't allow at LFC to sign him early, even though they have shown renewed interest to bring him in during this transfer window. Like I say, fair play. It's, 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 it's solid from them unless a deal gets absolutely done. It's them showing at the very least they're not going to be bullied. They're not going to be pressured into anything because as discussed, look, it doesn't get talked about because people still think of Leipzig as being oh, who are Leipzig. There'll be a flash in the pan. That an incredibly well financed institution with an amazing sport and drive to make them one of the biggest franchises in 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 world football and, and sports as well. Um, so, you know, they want to present themselves as a big boy, as a big player in in the market. So, you know, we've seen this kind of posturing already in the summer. I wouldn't necessarily suggest it's dead, but I wouldn't. I, it wouldn't shock me if we move, if Liverpool moved on from this just as much as well. Um, 
just in terms of some outs, then Cameron Brannigan joins Oxford United on a permanent deal. I want to say it's a shame, Chris. I, I think we all knew the writing was on the wall for Brannigan. He's not. He's just not had a look in under Jurgen Klopp at all. Uh, he's missed out on a. He had, he had. He had loans. He's missed out on a couple of loans as well with with, with injury issues and stuff. Um, this is a player who was linked with Real Madrid about three or four years ago, which is mad to say it now. Uh, I guess we wish him all the best, and it's it's. He looks like he's fallen into that. There's a crop, isn't there, of players? I think who are now 21 to 23. You've been at Liverpool's unders, and they were the the tail end of the Rodgers generation. And whether that's because they weren't good enough, or whether it's just that they didn't, they're not good enough for a Jurgen Klopp system. I think it's a lot down to the profile of the player, and what I mean by that is height, strength, yeah. physicality, and all that type of stuff. And I think we've moved away from the Joe Allen centre midfielders, uh, and we've moved more towards the Emre Chans and the physical yeah. guys. And maybe, maybe you would argue with me that Wayne Alder and Adam Lallana aren't the biggest guys but they're, they're strong in the challenge yeah. you know they win a lot of balls and they're also, they play in a different type of way they're also internationals and they're also experienced internationals as, as well in that regard yeah I mean look it's not on to say Cam Brannigan doesn't go and have a good career there's very little evidence on that on the, you know from Liverpool players being let go and dropping down to that, that many levels as well. um, but you know all the best and I hope he keeps his head and I hope, he, I hope he's looked after because you know I, I never I always thought he looked a player when he yeah. played for us Absolutely. You know, at the right level of determination, very not a very technically gifted player, but he's one of them. As you say, if he'd just been a three or four inches taller, he might have, might have been made a difference, and that's that is a bit of a shame. It's, it's interesting as well with these young guys and stuff. You you are taking a huge punt on any young player, aren't you? Because you don't know how they're going to develop physically. Um, sometimes they can have all the skills in the world, but you know, if you're five for five at the end of your growing, you're five for five, yeah, and then you're talking about less than a handful of players who succeed at that height in, yeah. on the international stage. Your, your ability needs to, needs to make level. up. Exactly. Your ability needs to needs to make up for your lack of physicality and that's, that is a very rare thing because then you're talking about you're entering into the upper echelon of, 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 of footballing ability Messi, in the world. Iniesta. But again, it doesn't. It doesn't Fabregas is like yeah, this world. Exactly. Yeah. Um, there's another similar one, but just on just on the moment, Ryan Kent joins Bristol City, which means that we could well be treated to uh, half a season of those incredible gifts on Twitter, where, as and when he scored. Have you seen these? No. Have you not seen any of the Bristol ones? Oh, mate, they just. They're, they're, I mean, the one of those. Things. Oh, hang on, I saw one against United. Did you City? Did like mad dances and? Yeah, and, I saw and, one and against Manchester kind of City. So yeah, it, it's a very sensible one of them joining at the moment. We just fold his arms, but you know, we could well be seeing some exceptional Ryan Kent uh, celebrations in, in the near future. Fine, I mean, look, Bristol are doing a, having a, are making a great fist of it this season. Looks like a really good club to be at. Um, he's got a lot to prove. Is it, the right, is it the right Bristol? It's, well, it's not Rovers, so yeah, absolutely. Uh, I only know, to be honest, this is only made clear because Bristol City's name has come a lot more in the last couple of weeks because of the because of the cup runs. Um, but I think I think that's a solid a solid move for him, Chris. I think he's entering into last chance saloon as a Liverpool player. I would be, I would be, I was shocked, but I, it would surprise me if he if he made it as a Liverpool player. If I'm honest, yeah, he's had his opportunities now, hasn't he? Um, yeah, it it seems to me like it's decision making that let this kid down. I think he's got all the talent in the world, but his decision making in the final third is always what's kind of let him down. And you know, I've not watched masses and masses of him. You know, I've probably watched about 10, 15 games that he's played in over the years. Um, but that's my conclusion that I draw from it. Yeah, I, 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 massive, massive chance, as you say. And this is a big, this is a big chance. We we, we say this often on on Redmen that if you're going to go to the championship. 
go and be the best player in the championship. You know, if you want to be a Premier League player, we Liverpool don't you think of yourself as like it's that's the club you're at, that's where you're at, and you're angling for a move. And Liverpool are not going to go and buy bang average players from the championship. It's as simple as that. Um, so big opportunity for him. I really do hope he takes it because, as I say, he's, he's fast. He's got great feet. He's got an eye for goal as well. And he's got the. He's, I still contend he's got the potential to save us money. You know, you'd you'd still rather have a lad who's come up through your through your ranks and understands understands Liverpool than have to go out and buy someone else of that profile. But my suspicion is, and I had this. He put a great preseason in, which kind of changed my thinking on him a little bit. But he's who falls into the Cam Brannigan bracket mm. of that player. That I think if he was eighteen and he was like this. I think there was a real hope for him, but when you start to get into your twenties and you've had a few of those low moves and you've not, you're not pulling up to these. I do start to think. The thing is, as well, think of the type of player that we've got playing in his position right now. It's a, it's a guy who's the second top scorer in the Premier League. Yeah. Now, is Ryan Kent ever going to get to that level? I, I probably doubt that that's going to happen. You know, he's a good winger, but is he a guy who's going to be your top goal scorer? And right now. I've not seen anything from him that suggests he'll be anywhere near that. Well, level. this is the thing we've got, unfortunately, and it, for different circumstances, and one that we still don't know. Lazar Margovic is still a Liverpool player. This is a Serbian international. This is a guy who's been in, you know, been, in, been played played Europa League games, and he's played in, you know, he's won titles in Portugal and in Serbia as well. And you know, he can't even doesn't even get a look in. People forget that he's even a Liverpool player. That guy is nowhere near good enough. To play on the wing for Liverpool, so that's the that's the the, the bar, isn't it? Really, and um, one really interesting one. It, I was looking on on Reddit, uh, and this this cropped up. We didn't cover this on the Reds transfer roundup, uh, which is rare because we it is very thorough that show. Um, the Bordeaux coach uh, has mentioned Liverpool now. Malcolm, we know is we were linked with him in the summer. He's heavily linked with the move to Arsenal in January, and he, the Bordeaux coach, uh, whose name is uh, Govenech, has said. Um, He's talking about his head's been turned and his head's not in the right place because obviously Arsenal are, are, are speculated to be interested. But in talking about it, and the quote from Football 365, bizarrely, uh, Gruvenek then mentioned another English Premier League club saying, if Liverpool want you to work for them tomorrow, you'd go. I'm a coach. I'd like to be able to count on Malcolm. Malcolm has to help us. Now, Freudian slip? Or as he, you know, as in like he just likes Liverpool. Maybe oh, you're watching some Liverpool it's... videos, and and you know, when like like when you say a name, when someone you, you say the wrong word, when someone says something to you. Yeah, may, maybe it is. I'd like to think what he was trying to what he was trying to say there is if it was a club like Liverpool, then mm-hmm. you'd go. But if it's Arsenal, why would you bother? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. I you know what that. I mean? It's just another another yeah. word for saying big club. It's like when someone says, oh, "Listen, Real Madrid have turned his head." That's what he's saying with Liverpool, big club, Arsenal. No. Yeah. Okay. Sounds. I can, I can deal with that. Um, okay. Then we move on. Um, the big topic of the week, as I think it leads on nicely from Man City, Chris, and it's his notion. I think it's time for Liverpool to start looking up the table at Man United rather than worrying too much about what's happening going the other way to some extent I think you're right and you've been saying this for a few weeks now haven't you Um, and I think you know we've shown the rest of the league that 
we're not interested in fourth place this season. We've proved it to the rest of the league by beating Manchester City. We've opened up that gap during the hardest time of the year, you know, when everybody's playing games, uh, two games a week on average, like every three days and stuff like that. We've shown that our squad can deal with that uh, and that we can gain ground on all the other teams because, you know, looking back from the start of the, fi- from the first of December until today, we've gained points on everybody. Mm-hmm. Everybody. Yeah. Manchester City, Tottenham, Chelsea, Manchester United and Arsenal since the 1st of December. Yeah, yeah, I know it's damn right. And that's the thing, you know, I've been saying all along, I, th- I felt like our minimum objectives for the season and what would class as a, as a, I say a good season, look, a good, not great, would be to finish fourth and to get to the last 16 of the Champions League. Now, obviously, objective with regard to the Champions League has been met, but that's not to say that once they're done, you're done. You don't down tools and go, great, you that's your bare minimum it's objective. a free roll now mm, absolutely as far as, that, as, far as I'm it. concerned and Jürgen Klopp and his team that you know won't be thinking of fourth grade fourth because like I say I think that's a realistic expectation and given that we knew it was going to be an extra load of games that we had to handle physically uh, uh, particularly it was it would have been unrealistic for us to demand a higher finish I felt given that we just about scraped in uh, the season before, now, I um I I just think Jürgen and 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 the lads they do I think they're doing the thing that we you should do if you're aiming for fourth and you fall short you finish fifth sixth yeah. and seventh that's what Liverpool have been doing for ten years if you're aiming for first and fall short odds are you're comfortably qualifying for the Champions League and this is the thing about it Chris you no know, just going through it now third we're above Chelsea on goal difference with three points ahead of Spurs. Eight points clear of Arsenal, who are back in sixth. We're only three points behind United. And this is our second best points tally at this stage of the season after 2008-2009. Man City have totally fucked everyone's perspective, I think, on this season by being so far... But the fact that we're 15 points behind the Premier League leaders um, totally takes the shine, I think, off this to some extent. We are looking at the makings of what would be under any any normal expectations a pretty pretty damn good little. Yeah, I think I, I think I saw um, a graphic. I think it was on Sky Sports yesterday, and it was comparing Guardiola with Mourinho, Manchester United with Manchester City, uh, and Manchester City. We know we're on for probably a record points tally in the Premier League. Manchester United themselves are on for one that would win the Premier League more than. It would lose. It would finish second. Yeah. You know, when you look at the average, we're only three points behind United. So we're looking at a title-challenging campaign in pretty much any other season. Now, you're right. Manchester City have skewed it because we're not viewing our achievements with the same level of pride yeah. because we're just so far behind Manchester City at the moment. But realistically speaking, this is a title-challenging side. Yeah. Um, and we've done it with the added expectations and the added pressures of playing Champions League football for the first time in a few years and qualifying from that as well. So f- to go from fourth last season to get into the Champions League last 16 and put together what would not ordinarily be a title-challenging campaign, that is a huge, mm. huge marker of, co- of of progress. Yeah, absolutely, completely completely agree with that. It, it, it's one of those things that we're very much on the on the, on the the right track. And it's, it's hard because... I, because of the Man City thing and also because of the fact that there's so much, the, the demand for immediacy 
it just gets worse and worse with every passing season. And of course, because the gap to Liverpool, from Liverpool's last title, look, it just gets bigger every day that passes. It's another day further away that we that we last won the league <coughs> title. So um, I think people, it's hard to see it sometimes. What I really truly hoping for. That's why I said I thought that December and early January period was going to be absolutely pivotal to Liverpool's campaign because if you get through that relatively unscathed, I genuinely was of the opinion that if we got, my I thought if we came out of that period and we were within touching distance of fourth, yeah. then I thought we were in very good stead. We were very strong. Whereas, as I've said on, I think I said it on the final word. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The 13-14 comparisons are very much there for me. You know, I think this is an opportunity now going into the, the the next couple of weeks where, as I say, you start to you start to close the door on the teams behind you. You said it, Chris. Spurs just put in a magnificent performance against Everton, totally wiped the floor with them, and then they they must be say sit back and they rub their hands and go, great, Man City will beat Liverpool, and we'll be right back on their tail all of a sudden. Well, hang on, we've just gone and smashed Man City. There'll be that little inkling, that little doubt that creeps into a couple of their players, a couple of the weaker mentalities amongst their squad. Will start to think, Christ, these, are we going to catch these? Yeah, this was our, this was our, that was our, that was our banker. That was the game we could guarantee that Liverpool were going to drop points. And holy shit, they've not dropped points. Okay, well, well, it's okay. It's okay for now. We'll re, we'll redouble our efforts. We'll go again yeah, at the weekend. And you focus that into Liverpool now, and you you do another three victories on the bounce, and then all of a sudden. Those doubters have, have have spread through the locker room, and then it's all of them thinking exactly the same, and then the performances drop off, and that's how you beat teams. That's how Manchester United have beat teams. It's how, how Chelsea have won titles. Yeah. It's it's consistently grinding out results and almost putting a dagger to the heart of your opponents. That's what Liverpool have got to do, and we've got to do it not by focusing on what 
Tottenham and Manchester United and Chelsea doing. Focus on what Manchester City doing. And if you can hold on to their coattails mm-hmm. and you can g- gain ground on them, chances are you've blown the rest of the league apart. That's it, you know. And just just keep going. Liverpool are going to drop are going to drop points here and there at some point. Like I said, people, it, it was hard to see the wood for the trees when we were drawing games, but those that staying unbeaten thing. Is massive because although you know there's loads and loads of stuff, and I know um, good friend of the show Dan Kennett hates the whole like uh, the, the the streak thing and the, the hot hands thing that just doesn't just doesn't exist apparently. But just uh, not that momentum necessarily exists in that regard, but I think psychologically, particularly for the teams of the, the teams around. Being able to gain three points on a team is a massive gain. Whereas if you can only ever gain two points at the at the at, at the best. Again, it's that psychological impact that it has uh, it, it has on people, and in that regard, I just think we're so well placed. Look at the head to the fixtures. Um, like I'd expect, and it is a thing. This is where it's another challenge, Chris. Look, Swansea be the next game. We're, we're still quite a ways away from that. We're nearly, you know, we're cutting this on a Tuesday. It's the best part of a week away. Chelsea, Arsenal, Spurs, United could all quite easily take three points. We'll be the last game of the weekend. Yeah. That's it's a good follow-on test for me for Liverpool to be able to say, you know, because there's no point in beating Man City if you then can't go and beat... No point beating the best team in the league if you can't then go and, and beat the, the worst yeah, team in the league. Absolutely. Like, and listen, I think a lot of people forget we were the last competitive game of this weekend's games as well. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm not counting Manchester United and Stoke. That's not a competitive game of football <laughs> the way that Stoke are playing at the moment. Yeah, you know, Tottenham had played before us. They put pressure on us. Mm-hmm. They were level on points with us before we kicked off against Manchester yeah, City. Absolutely. And we were able to stand up to that yeah. and then beat Manchester City. So I've got no qualms or problems with Liverpool's mindset heading yeah. into this. We're playing a team. We will focus fully on them. We'll add an extra day's training, crucially, I think, from, from a really, really tough game against Manchester City, one where I think our legs fell off at the end mm. of. That extra day is probably going to help us more yeah. than hinder us in this regard. Yeah, and we'll go out there and we'll be refocused and they'll know that they're not just playing to compete for fourth anymore. They know that they are competing. And not only that, the Champions League's around the corner. Mm. You're going to get guys who aren't going to want to be rotated anymore. You've got one game a week. These guys want to stay in the team because they want to figure in the last 16 of the Champions League. Yeah. They want to be in that team. That's important. That's that carrot the Klopp's going to be dangling in front of these players from now until then. If we... I would be very surprised if we didn't just continue this form now until at least the Champions League. Yeah, absolutely. I hope so. And um, there's, there's every reason to suspect it. Obviously, there are inevitable stumbling blocks. But again, what what what's happened at the moment and what, what Jürgen's doing for me, it's just inspiring confidence. And he's always done that for me. I'll be honest, Chris. You know, I've never been I've never been a doubter in any way, shape, or form of him. Certainly, um, but we this whole thing of I now feel as though. We can handle adversity because that's the thing I've, I've yeah. felt about Liverpool for, particularly since Rafa Benitez <laughs> left. That we're, we're we're always looking for an excuse, like we're looking for a reason why this is going to go tits up. Oh, this player's injured. Oh well. Oh woe is us. Uh, oh, we've sold someone. Well, we're fucked because we've sold someone. Jurgen Klopp is delivering on this on a you know week by week. He's showing us that. Well, you know, if if we can't make it work this way, we'll make it work the other way. And we talked about it the other week. That's why those those little clutch of two on wins are just as important as going and beating Man City because you're seeing this Liverpool side is capable of coming up with all kinds of different wins. And it's a shame because in any other season, we're in title winning form, and it's just 
again, it's a pity that because of the Man City thing, but you don't let that cloud your judgment, though. No, but you exactly. You're dead right. Is that you know, if you stay above two, if you're staying above an, uh, two points per game, then you don't you're in, you're in title winning form territory. Um, loads of positivity, loads of excitement, and that's even without the thought that you know we might we might yet bring another player in before the end of the window, which would be lovely if we could do that. Guesses, as well. yes or no? Would we? Will we? Uh, I'm less confident now than I was a couple of days ago, just because I thought that I thought I thought we'd get Cater plus another. Yeah. Um, I I I wouldn't be shocked if we if we bought another player. What about yourself? I'm now of the opinion that we might not get another player. Right? If I, if I had to put money on it, and I was putting money on yes or no, I'd be putting my money towards no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's one of them, and, and that I mean, just everything seems to just quietened off this week. Yeah. And that, and that's you know that might be good. Yeah, that might be exactly what Liverpool wants. Mm-hmm. You know, we've seen that these things aren't getting leaked until the very, very end now. Yeah. Um. So that that might actually bring you a little bit of positivity, but yeah. it's just gone so quiet. I think maybe I, too. Maybe quiet. too quiet. I think we did the piece of business that absolutely needed to be done. I'm chuffed that we did that. You know, Van Dyke was done before the window. That was even in January, Paul. No, no, well, it wasn't. It was <laughs> December, wasn't it? Like we got that done so early. Uh, we got the vital thing done. Um, so I, w- I, I, I would suspect that if we're going to do anything, it'll go late. But here's the thing: I know Liverpool don't like to leave it late in that regard. So the longer it goes, the more it'll be. I think the good thing is because of the, particularly because of the Man City results, is that where I'm able personally to switch off to it a little bit. I don't feel like it's quite as pressing a problem. It is still an issue. You know, I wouldn't like to see us have to have a run of games with, if if Mane if Mane was to miss a spell of games, or heaven forbid, Mo Salah. I, I wouldn't like to see how we handle that. That's why we need that attacking winger, isn't yeah. it? Because I, I, do, I feel exactly what you were probably about to say there is that if you lose, if you lose Mo Salah, I think we are a completely different side at the moment. Yeah, that's it. And I think you can. I think again, we're lucky that we've got a bit of versatility there because so you can still push Oxley Chamberlain forward. You can play Lallana in midfield, but then you get into that point where who then who, who's then your bench? Well, that's well, where who, who gets the goals? Yeah. I mean, you can push Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain forward all you want, but I, I can't see him replicating. Well, he's the not replacing most. Of course, exactly. yeah, of course. I mean, but the but point is, I think in Mar- if you've still, as long as you've got Mane and Firmino, you're still you're still okay, okay. for for goals. Uh, I think I think that's that's we've gone from three game. goals game to two. Yeah, exactly. So I think we're okay, but you know that the, that's the point. I thought we were exceptionally well placed in terms of the the, the depth and quality of the squad. You're still then relying on. Tom Solanke to to find his shooting boots or Danny Ings if he's out injured yeah sure give him just just hand them over they, um, there's no way they fit is there no squeeze them just, just put elasticate them or something I don't know um, but no very very exciting nevertheless um, question time then Chris Ricky Shah says if you had to do con- come well wow. come down with me um, who would be your four guests uh, now he does preface this he said preferably I'd like to hear a purely Liverpool one and, and also one that involved others we haven't got time for the others but just focus on the Liverpool one I mean Jürgen Klopp do you yeah. really need me reasons Ding, Jürgen Klopp I, I want to I mean, listen, if, if you're going to ask me for reasons, I'm a big, big, big fan of Bratwurst, and I hope that he'd be serving Bratwurst at his house. Sweet. Currywurst, in fact. Yeah, um, you never got to have the Currywurst, did you? No. In, in Germany? No, it's I was really search, searching for it everywhere. But I had them at the Christmas markets, though. Um, I, I just want to pick his brain off footy. I don't want to talk to him about transfers or none of that. I just want to know what he knows about football, yeah. and that's all I care about, and, mm-hmm. and, and this is it. So, who was your first one? 
Yeah, Jürgen. Of course, of course, you're going Jürgen. I've gone Bobby Firmino because uh, although he's not a great conversationalist, I just think his natural charisma and his weirdness gives you stuff to talk about. I think he makes for entertaining television. This is the thing. I've gone Bobby Firmino as well, and very, very similar reasons. But I don't know if you've remembered that you get to go and eat at their houses as well oh, during the week, okay. and they put on entertainment and stuff like that Sounds during the week. So we'll this all be doing kung fu kicks in his living room. I mean. Uh, yeah, you know what I mean? Bobby Firmino is going to be putting on one hell of a fucking party and I want to be on that Instagram story, Paul. I really, really do. Absolutely, just up close and personal while he's while he's just French necking his beard. Um, I've gone Jimmy Milner. Jimmy Milner. You want to know why? To disprove it? The boring Milner No, shit? not at all. I, 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 I'm playing on that. It's because you just need someone who's good at the small talk. Just in case conversation dies down, you just need someone who can just pick it up and keep it keep it ticking over. You've got a lot of time spent with these lads over the I week. Love it, Paul. James Milner, I think, is the glue that holds your I uh, think that's dinner, brilliant. Dinner the con- Milner, the conversationalist. <laughs> there you go, mate. Uh, I went for Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain. Um, listen, he's going to have entertainment in his. It's going to be Little Mix. Sounds. I just want to just hope his his birds are out. Yeah, sounds okay. Cool. We did see Perry up close the other day. Didn't we? She's a fine looking woman. She's spectacular. Um, what a lucky boy he is. Was your was your last one? Uh, Stanley Sturridge. Kind of the same reason that I threw him in as the Blue Ranger or whatever. You know, he seems like the a really he seems like a really fun guy. And yeah. I, I I like to break down the walls. You know what I mean? I'd like to see it for myself. I'd like to see if if I've got a, the right opinion of him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I, I do feel like the squad really look up to him. I think like he, he he's almost the glue that holds a lot of the squad together especially the English lads and stuff and I want to know if that view's right or whether the view that lots of Liverpool fans of him have had is like a stroppy mardy arse and all yeah. that I just want to kind of prove it or disprove it just for myself more yeah. than anything else and I, I see I want for Genie Wijnaldum because I know he's a boss conversation because we had a good chat with him uh, after doing the Pro Evo stuff a couple of months back and again just that winning smile just what a, what a set of smiles you know but now that Jürgen's boxed his teeth off um, that's it you know that's a, you've, got, you've got three of the best smiles in, 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 on Merseyside around that table I have a bit of chat I had a, a very brief chat about his love for Grand Theft Auto I'd like to pick up on that get a little bit of a, get a little bit of help on a couple of missions and what have you I think Genie would be a solid a solid guest there? I'm just writing down the others while I'm thinking. I know we're not going to talk about it, but it's just for myself, like. <laughs> who are you writing down? I've gone for Craig Finn from the Hold Steady, Henry Rollins, who was in Black Flag, who's also an author. We went to see do a spoken word thing, and I've just thought of uh, Miyamoto. Is it who designed the Zelda games? Mm. Yeah, Mr. Nintendo. Mr. Nintendo Shigeru or something yeah, like that is his yeah, name, yeah? Very, very, very interesting. I'd love to have a chat with him about that, something like okay, that. Okay, you, you know, know what? what I, I'd be tempted to. I'd, I'd, on that line, I'd probably throw like Hideo Kojima in there. Uh, Kojima, Kojima, who's done the Metal Gear games. Okay. Um, that's a very interesting. That's a very interesting one. Loads. Let's not get. Let's not fall down the rabbit hole on this one. Uh, LFC underscore heartbeat. Is there an argument to be had that without Liverpool, uh, without <laughs> Christ, is there an argument to be had that without Liverpool are better set up to play to their strengths without Coutinho? There's too many withouts there. I kind of answered this question before, and I I, I tend to agree that that is the case. Yeah, um, you've done. 
quite a bit on the on the press and stuff this week on the statue, haven't you? Yeah, we we, t- we took a look at the uh, Liverpool game in the, in depth again, and we sort of broke it down and went back to the very first video that they pull on uh, Jurgen Klopp's tactics and what we expect to see. In fact, it was the second video; it was a year on when Jurgen had been with us a year and looked at all those pressing triggers that we we utilised during games and those pressing traps and broke it down and sort of showed a little bit of that video again and then broke it down into the game to see. Look, these are this is exactly what Liverpool are doing, and this is what Klopp did at Dortmund, and really, really interesting stuff. Like Tom's edited it all, and Tom sat through the show with me, and Tom's edited it all and gone, "That's really good. I really, really enjoyed that." Like Tom, knows. Tom, Tom knows. Mm. Tom knows. I normally bore the shit out of Tom, so when he turns around and says something's good, you know, we're good you know, because Tom knows. He spends a lot of time with us, that boy. Uh, yeah. So uh, people have said, you know, we, we do a lot of the irreverent stuff on here. We do like to have a laugh, and there is a there is a red men TV tone, absolutely. Um, but if you like some more of the in-depth tactical stuff, you know we've done some great stuff. Chris has done some amazing videos over the years on that, and this is Chris's weekly show on the RedmenTV.com where he gets to look at the the tactics and the stats and work out how Liverpool are winning games. And I'm sure at some point how Liverpool are not winning games, but you know we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Fascinating stuff. The show is back in a brand new format, so if you like that kind of stuff and you bang into your stats and your tactics, perfect place to get it is on the website right now. Um, but yeah, in a nutshell, I totally agree, Chris. That I think Liverpool tactically are better set up because I think Phil Coutinho can do the pressing thing I think he can be physical when he when he needs to be see him do it in big games and we did see we did see him start to take the games by the scruff of the neck against teams were meant to be beaten but I just think I think I just think that midfield is more switched on without him there and I think there's too much of a tendency as well on the other side of things to go to Phil to save us yeah I think that we've had, two, we've had that too often, haven't yeah. we? We used to do it with Stephen Gerrard, didn't we? Yeah, you know, pass the ball to him and let him do something. You got to work hard together to get through this now. Absolutely. Uh, Adam Seacroft did Chris enjoy the Vikings oh, win? Mate. See his Viking hat he never removes. You've took it off for this. I have. It's in the other room. I have. It's great. I love it. I love Vikings. Just brilliant. Absolutely, just the best day for sport. Amazing. Um, Nathan uh, to wrap us up. Nath blighting for. Summer Olympics or Winter Olympics? Is this really a question? I mean, it is. It's it's there. So you're going Winter Olympics? No. <laughs> it's Summer Olympics. Great. Um, I, lo- I love the Winter Olympics. They're, they're dead fun to watch, but the Summer Olympics is the pinnacle. Summer Olympics like. is the Olympics. Winter yeah. Olympics are like an afterthought. It's like, like you go, oh, oh, and there's a Winter Olympics as well. Great. Yeah. I mean, no disrespect to everyone. I'm a big fan of cool runnings. Um... But it's the summer. Is it, was it was it Alberto Tomba, the Italian skier from the mid nineties, who basically has Neville Southall's body now? He's <laughs> going down. So I'm watching it. I'm sure it was his name was Alberto Tomba. I mean, I've not thought about this for twenty odd years. Let me know. Actually, tweet me at Mister Bud sure. and say if, if that was the name of the name. He was brilliant. So I love the Winter Olympics. I think they're great. But the Summer Olympics are just another world. Like they're incredible. Yeah. I love them. I prefer the Summer Olympics to the World Cup. Wow. Wow. I think you've gone too far. Too far. On that bombshell, then, we're going to wrap up. Thank you very much, everyone, for listening to Red Men Radio this week. If you're enjoying the podcast and you want more, you can do. Go to theredmentv.com. Podcasts coming out of every orifice, unless that's really upsetting to you, in which case they're just you know on the website and you can click them and watch them instead. Uh, the final word 
the the pinnacle of Redmen TV talking about every single match in depth and detail. Uh, we have got the Reds transfer roundup. We have got the Man of the Match podcast, which is brand new for your ears as well. Loads and loads of stuff. You're talking in the region of 20 podcasts a month. If you're well. on the fence as well, next week we will be launching a brand new feature for website supporters whereby you can download all those podcasts into your existing app, whether that be iTunes, whether it be Podbean, Pod Addict, Stitcher, anything. You get everything that we do into your app. You can download them and listen to them offline. So if you're on the fence and you're wondering about it and you enjoy podcasts, now's the perfect time because next week it'll be up and running. Completely agree with that. Yeah, go to theredmentv.com. Every single person who subscribes and, and keeps it for £5 a month after your first free month makes all of this possible. They are the heroes of the Red Men TV and to you those wonderful people we hand off a salute and the end of the podcast walk on Hi I'm Daniel founder of Pretty Litter cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter that's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.